This is Sean Barksdale, and this is 10 Minutes of Truth. Forget about what somebody else think about you. What do you think about you? Your past don't define you. I want to thank our sponsors, the Trent Law Practice in Halifax. These guys know that anytime you need a lawyer, whether you were injured in a car accident, face criminal charges, or have family issues, it's probably the most stressful time of your life. Mike Trent and everyone there is committed to seeing you and your family come out of a bad situation the best way possible. So if you even think you need a lawyer, give them a call at 434-471-4339 or look them up at TrentLawPractice.com. Most consults with Mike are free, either in the office or over the phone. That's TrentLawPractice.com or 434-471-4339. Good afternoon, folks. This is Joe Morrissey, and you're listening to the Fighting Joe Morrissey Show. Once again, thanks to all our uh, radio listeners at 100.5 FM, 92.7 FM, and 820 AM. Got a great show today. In a few moments, we're going to have Sean Barksdale. Sean is an advocate for criminal justice reform and the host of the podcast, 10 Minutes of Truth with Sean Sean Barksdale. I recently met Sean out at a... Virginia Parole uh, event in Chimarosa Park. Uh, Going to be a, I think, a really fascinating interview on not only criminal justice reform, but whether or not we'll reestablish parole in Virginia. Let's go to Sean Barksdale. Sean's looking at me with the eyes, and he's he's, he's inching, is he inching that chair a little further away? What if I got Sean, there's some things that I get emotional about and I get, I, I'm passionate about. One of those is what we just talked about. The other is criminal justice reform Absolutely. in this country and in this state. And um, you have been a leader in criminal justice reform. You are the host of the famous podcast, 10 Minutes of Truth with Sean Barksdale. Tell the folks, introduce yourself to my listening audience. How did you become familiar with this uh, this podcast? Oh well, actually, uh, thank you first and foremost, Senator, for having us on. Um, about a couple of years ago, I, I was following podcasts, so on and so forth. After a lot of people don't know, I did 15 years in prison. I did 15 years in prison, and after coming home. Uh, I started my own business, which is uh, Press for Time Tees, and then uh, we started doing uh, the 10 Minutes of Truth podcast because we knew that there was something that the people, people need to hear. They need what, how big is your audience? Do you have any, any idea? Uh, we started in, in February in February of this year, and we have a, a, a wide variety of, I was telling uh, Matt that we have people from the everyday Joe Blow on the street to Fortune 500 CEOs, man, and listen to the show. That's cool. I am happy for you. Listen, you're going to be with us the whole Absolutely. second half. We're going to talk about uh, criminal justice reform and particularly reestablishment of parole in Virginia. Right. Folks, this is Joe Morrissey. You're listening to the Joe, Fighting Joe Morrissey Show. Get your questions ready. All right. I'm sorry, Sean. You're fine, man. Listen, let's go back to criminal justice reform. Right. I've been in the Senate for 20 months and I've authored a lot of criminal justice reform legislation. I believe in second chances. I, I believe that, um, I, I don't agree with the death penalty, I authored a bill to abolish the death penalty, to ban no-knock warrants, to ban um, uh, chokeholds, to prohibit police officers 
from searching houses and cars based on the odor of marijuana, gradations for uh, robbers, sealing records, uh, giving people a second chance, and I believe in reestablishing the parole. Uh, I co-authored a bill that reestablished parole for juveniles who served 20 years of the sentence. I want to. I want everybody to. I want to reestablish parole in this country, and here's why. I believe in the value of redemption. I believe in second chances. I believe that people's people can be redeemed. Okay. Now, I also believe that if there's a punishment, if there's a crime, you've got to you got to you got to pay that punishment. But what? Tell me what use of it is if we've incarcerated somebody for 30 years and the last 25 years of their prison sentence they've been a stellar inmate took taken advantage of every program there not have caused no problems why would society want to continue to lock them up at forty thousand dollars a year until they're an old man or an old woman where then the cost to keep them escalates to a hundred thousand a year why right Honestly, I was that same person. I um I did 15 years, and like you said, over half of that, I was just waiting to get out. So, yeah, I, I definitely understand that. I know a guy right now, what you were talking about, 16 years old. He was incarcerated for first-degree murder, and he's under the, you know, that, that uh, what is it, 53.1, uh, and he's falling under that, that juvenile that you passed. And he's just trying to get a shot, a second chance, man. He's been a model citizen. Let me give you an example, okay? Um, there are so many people that are in jail that have been model citizens. They got to get, they, they need to get um, parole. So I'm going to tell you two women, Colonial Heights. Uh, that one was, one was a teenager. She was 17 years old at the time. Uh, she was a straight A student, honorable student captain of her soccer team. The other was 18 or 19, and they both went along with two others, went over to the ex-boyfriend's house who had been calling, harassing them, and they got into an argument. He was wildly drunk, everybody agrees. My girl, my client, uh, he comes at her, she kicks him. Everything's fine, I mean, she kicks him, no big deal. I defend her, entirely acquitted of everything. Everything. All charges, dismissed. The 17-year-old girl had an attorney. The performance in the courtroom was poor. Substitute judge, jury finds she, the same boy came after, was drunk. She push, kicks him and pushes him back with her foot. He falls back, hits his head, and dies. Right. The judge gives her 20 years. Wow. What? She was a straight-A honorable student in Colonial Heights, captain of the soccer team, and she's been in jail now for eight years out of Cluvanna. Stellar record. She tutors people. She's got her college degree already. Right. I mean, why, folks, in the name of everything that's precious, do we keep somebody like that locked up for another 13 years, Absolutely. costing the state hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. If there is one person out there that can give me a cogent reason for locking that girl up, you call me at 778-8888. Go ahead, Sean. Let me ask you a question. Uh, you graduated of VA uh, Economics, correct? Ma uh, majored in Econ at UVA and minored in Chemistry. Okay, so you understand numbers. So why 
uh, dealing with parole, why is it economically important to bring back parole? Oh, for the following reason. Uh, economically, if you realize that, if you look at the cost to the Commonwealth yes. to keep somebody incarcerated. And as you know, every year that they get older, it costs more. Yes. Keeping a 20-year-old incarcerated who doesn't get sick, who's healthy, and is 20 years old, 30000 a year, capital regular cost. Right. Keeping a 60-year-old who has uh, dementia, mm. uh, cancer, who needs extensive treatment, that's 150000 a year. Do you follow me? I do. And if the person is, has redeemed themselves, has a, a, an excellent institutional record, there is no reason to keep them locked up that long. Wouldn't you, this girl that's in Fluvanna, don't you want to see her come out working, right. paying taxes, right. buying a home, contributing to the welfare of the community versus being a drain on it? It's a no-brainer. Right. Clear as that. So. Um, my bill reestablished parole for those juveniles that served that served 20 years. Right. I want to reestablish parole for all juveniles. Okay, look at what they've done. Let's incentivize them to do well in prison. Right. Reinstate parole for everybody. Here's here's my example. Insurance companies got this figured out. They do not want to pay money out in claims. They incentivize the policyholders, the drivers, to drive well. How do they incentivize them? The following. Every year that goes on, the demerits fall off, and when it gets to zero, their, their rates go down. So if somebody is in his fourth or fifth year of good driving, they just got to go six more months, and then they're, it goes to zero points on their record. They get a fresh start with their insurance rates, and they are incentivized to drive well. Let's incentivize people in prison to do well, to become productive, to take courses, to earn trades, so that when they get out, they are productive tax-paying citizens. Insurance companies got it figured out. That's what I want to do. Uh, and so if you don't forget the compassion, forget the fact that they haven't committed a crime in ages, forget the fact that everybody deserves a second chance, just the dollars and cents yes. make make parole. Now, is Joe Morrissey saying, give everybody parole? No. I'm not saying that. Am I saying that some crimes are heinous and deserve severe punishment? Yes. My point is, after a certain time, maybe we've got to think whether they deserve parole. And, oh, by the way, folks, when I was Commonwealth Attorney in Richmond, back in the late 80s and the early 90s, I had Clarence Jackson, the chairman of the parole board, come and meet with my entire staff. We had guests come in, and I asked the question, what is the one crime that has the lowest recidivism rate? In other words, the crime that somebody commits that they're the least likely if they get out to recommit. Murder. Murder. Right, so everybody says, oh, it's a horrible murder. Yes, it was. They're the least likely to be recidivists. Um, so let me ask you a couple of questions. Um, uh, how how important is it to your coalition to reestablish uh, parole in the Commonwealth? Uh, for me, it's, it's, it's extremely important because we serve a time in being with individuals like that and that have uh, 
change how, how they think and how, how they react to the, the system and outside? It's extremely important, Joe, because people that are right now that are sitting waiting on the second chance, I waited for my second chance. After I got it, I, my feet ain't hit the ground yet. That's how I'm here. Right, so it's so many individuals, men and women, just like that young lady you were talking about, that that just need a second chance that don't have it. Right, you know, give the second chance. People like you come out, get a job, work, pay your taxes, and listen. If there's anybody in this room that's made mistakes, it's the person speaking right now. Okay, but we're not defined by our errors or our errant behavior, but rather how we respond. Sean, I'll go back. I, I agree. Sean, my bill got parole for fishback defendants. Right. Okay. Right. My bill got parole for juveniles that had served 20 years of the sentence. Right. I'm introducing a bill this year that's going to reestablish parole in Virginia. Anybody out there says I'm wrong, call me uh, real quick, 778-8888, and tell me why I'm wrong. Where do you think the uh, what do you think the sentiment of the community is? Not just the folk that agree with your iPod, but the contrarians. Where do you think the feeling is in the Commonwealth right now? Reestablish parole or uh, continue it? It's, I think it's split. The reason I think it's split is because of ignorance. Before my mother used to come and understand what was going on with me in prison, she was ignorant to the law. And a lot of us are just ignorant to the law because um, I can make a scenario of, of, of when you when you open a page, uh, a newspaper up, that people, that that people, they'll say, you know, for a person that's in an obituary and a person that gets time, they're the same person because after the person gets the time, you don't think about him anymore, right? right? And he goes, he's still alive though. This other person goes to the ground. This guy goes on to do 20, 30 years that you forget about, but he's still alive in his prison. You know, so uh, we just need to be educated, and that's why I thank you for passing bills like this, man, and, and inform the maker. Yeah, let's incentivize people to do, do well, right. to behave themselves. Right. Uh, listen, Sean, I appreciate everything that you've done you. uh, to contribute to this discourse in the Commonwealth. Good luck with your continued podcast, 10 Minutes of Truth with Sean Boxdale. Folks, this is Joe Morrissey on the Fighting Joe Morrissey Show. See you tomorrow at high noon. Hi, I'm Senator Joe Morrissey, and you're watching 10 Minutes of Truth with Sean Boxdale. This is Sean Boxdale, and this is 10 Minutes of Truth. Forget about what somebody else think about you. What do you think about you? Your past don't define you. I want to thank our sponsors, the Trent Law Practice in Halifax. These guys know that anytime you need a lawyer, whether you were injured in a car accident, face criminal charges, or have family issues, it's probably the most stressful time of your life. Mike Trent and everyone there is committed to seeing you and your family come out of a bad situation the best way possible. So if you even think you need a lawyer, give them a call at 434-471-4339 or look them up at TrentLawPractice.com. Most consults with mic are free either in the office or over the phone that's trentlawpractice.com or 434-471-4339